When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A little bit of stepping, one-headed carry. Manu is with the ball. He is some player. Joey Manu back to Dylan Brown. This is the sort of play they got going in the first half. And Aliera's pulled them up. Chip over the top. It's Manu again. He's got the ball back again. Joey Manu stopped the fight. What a play. Joseph Manu. Joey Manu, he has been crowned alongside Racine McGregor Player of the Year for New Zealand Rugby League for 2022. Joining us to talk about this and a few other things is Kiwi number 686, the General Manager for High Performance now for New Zealand Rugby League, Motu Tony. Uh, G'day Motu, how are you? Really well, thank you. Uh, you know, getting into that festive spirit, so uh, looking forward to hopefully better weather and, uh, and a good summer. Have you done all your shopping yet, mate? Oh, no, no. I'm a last-minute shopper, so uh, it'll be next week sometime. <laughs> next week some <laughs> everyone's getting vouchers mate everyone's getting vouchers nice and easy hey um, I don't know what Joey Manu and Racing McGregor got for their uh, player of the year awards mate but outstanding seasons from uh, from both of them let's let's start with Joey though because uh, what a world cup he had mate it was just a pity that we were on the same side of the draw as the kangaroos because what a final that could have been yeah Joey um, you know we took a, a younger version of Joey Manu to the to the UK UK in uh, 2018 and uh, you know the signs were there uh, the signs were there and then you know since 2018 you know he's won a couple of premierships he's you know he was named Deliem um, you know this year um, centre and you know he's just just built off what you know we saw in 2018 and moving him uh, into the fullback was was a master stroke from Michael Maguire which he did against uh, Tonga in the mid-year test and you know, he ran for over 400 metres, so he's definitely um, he's definitely on his way. You know, to becoming you know not just one of the the great rugby league players, but obviously I think one of the the great Kiwis. So very lucky to have him in our side, and very proud took it all, boy. And uh, comes from a wonderful family, and he's he's a good man himself. So uh, you know, it's it's great to see Joey get the the recognition he's been getting. Yeah, 100%, mate. Couldn't agree with you more, Ed. And he, he, I mean, that game against Tonga that you talked about, I, w- I was doing sideline commentary for that and had just been on the sideline and watching him play and watching what he did when we didn't have the ball, what we did when we do did have the ball. I, I know he had a number one on his back, but it, at times, particularly when we had Tonga under the cosh, he was playing like he was a number six. Yeah, and that's how clear is. You know, he could play, um, you know, he could play anywhere in that back line, really. Maybe, you know, half... Um, but you wouldn't write it off against Joe because he's that skilled and um, he's not a bad basketballer too. So um, the thing he, he showed us in is that he um, he, has, he acts like another forward when you're coming out of your you know your yardage, and then in football he's another playmaker. So he he does it all, and he's um, you know he's got size and he's strong. So he's he's the complete package, Joe. Yeah, I see the breakers are making an announcement at twelve thirty today, Motu. What you said about him there being that big, you know, what's he doing in his off season? Is he a guest stint for the breakers? You reckon maybe? <laughs> well, 
Well, he could he could probably do it, Joey. Uh, so, you know, he's um, he's obviously he's not a not a bad uh, rugby league player, but he's also pretty handy in the gaming and, and basketball. So he's one of those guys that uh, I know a lot of his teammates. You know, they get a little bit frustrated because uh, the Kiwis because uh, anything that he sort of touches, you know, he's pretty good at. So uh, yeah, he's a talented guy, Joey. Man. Yeah, yeah, no, I've known guys like that. Everything they touch is, turns to gold, no matter what it is. Uh, in terms of, I mean, he's still only a young guy, you know, and, and we talked about him, you know, looking like he could he could almost play six at times or, or, or whatever. He's played, obviously, on the wing. Uh, he's, he's played centres. Where, where do you think his best position is? And, you know, as he gets older, do you think he could transition into maybe like a ball-playing 13? What do you, what do you reckon? Well, I think, um, you know, he, he can't play in this a preferred or his best position because you know they've got another world class player there in James Tedesco but you know the fullback he um, allows him just to get his hands on the ball more you know and um, you know who knows you know going forward you know when if father time catches up with everyone you know he could easily slot into that, that six role and, and, and do a pretty good job there as well we should talk uh, racing McGregor, of course, as well. Kiwi Fern number 140. Uh, fantastic season for her as well, man. We've got some talented players coming through in the women's program, uh, mate. And, you know, with the growth of NRLW, get another two teams added this year. Hopefully we see more of those Kiwi Ferns um, getting pro deals. But uh, racing McGregor, just how good is she? Yeah, she's wonderful. Yeah, she's a wonderful player, Racine. And... Um, you know, it's usually, you know, when you think of the best players in the world or especially in the halves, um, you know, you, you think of the Australians, but we're so lucky that, uh, you know, the best half in the world and the best player in the world um, is, is a New Zealander. So she's a wonderful player. She had a wonderful season in the uh, NRLW and, you know, that's why she got, you know, the Daddy M Award and also the Golden Boots. So she's a real, you know, she's a competitor. Um, you know, she's tough. Um, she comes up with the right plays at the right time. So, uh, and I think with Racine, uh, she's been around a little while, so but she's still quite young. But I think we've only, or she's only just um, scratched the surface with how good she can get. Yeah, mate. I, I, I mean, once again, I less so than the, uh, or sorry, more so, I should say, than the men's side of the draw. That women's side of the draw at the Rugby League World Cup felt it felt like maybe the. Uh, the hosts had something to do with that because I couldn't believe uh, when I saw those groups. But uh, I mean that that the way that the Kiwi Ferns and the uh, and the Kangaroos, uh, sorry, the Jillaroos went at each other was superb. That would have been a great final as well. And you know she would have been right at home there racing. Yeah, no racing. Um, you know she she was instrumental in the Kiwi Ferns. You know getting to the uh, the World Cup final, and you know she had a, a pretty um, lethal edge with uh, Amber Paris Hall and Mele Holfanga. So she had some weapons there, but. You know the way she orchestrates that Kiwi Ferns team, but also her club team. You know she's the, you know she's the the maestro, and um, you know she's she's one of those players that you, uh, you when you when you come up against her, you know that you're going to be for a tough day because she, you know, when you want to be a little bit lazy, she'll find you with a ball or a pass, or she'll find you with a running game. So you know she's a wonderful talent, and I'm glad she wears that Kiwi Ferns jumper of ours. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, the future's in really good hands as well. You know, when you look at, uh, I think, uh, what's the Kiwi Ferns rookie there, Brianna Clark, who plays out of the Brisbane Broncos, you know, can, can uh, be a ball-playing second row, can also be an offloading prop. She's got a lot to her game too, and, and good to see her get rewarded. Yeah, she was a real find for us this year. So, uh, you know, she 
you know, she turned down an opportunity to, to you know, be considered for Queensland and Australia going forward to, you know, represent her Kiwi heritage. And what a find she was. You know, she was, you know, like you say, she's, you know, ball playing forward. Uh, she kicks goals. But she was tough and aggressive, you know. So, and she had something, you know, different alongside our other props like Aneta Norsala. Um, so she was really good for us because she gave us a, a different dimension in the middle of the field. Yeah, look, it looks like it's in good hands, the Kiwi Ferns going forward, mate. We should talk uh, also about some of your other award winners. Uh, and two guys, I mean, uh, Dylan Brown, it, it cracked me up when I saw Dylan Brown win Rookie of the Year just because I was like, Ben, I know he's only 22, but it feels like he's been around forever. I agree with you. Uh, Dylan Brown, you know, he's, he's he turned 22 when we were in camp for the Tonga Test earlier this year. He turned 22, but he feels like, like you say, he's been around for forever and he's He's also pushing 100 NRL games, so he's he's been a sort of like a, a quiet achiever. But uh, this year was a was a breakout year for him. Um, you know, he got to find out what what it takes to, to play for your country. But you know, the Parramatta team, uh, you know, went pretty close in the NRL this year. So you know, we're very much like racing. You know, we we believe that uh, Dylan's just going to get better, and he's only scratching the surface of his sort of potential as well. Yeah, he is. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens at, at Power actually going forward because there's some talk that they have to let either Dylan or Mitchell Moses go uh, in terms of salary cap and what they're doing there. But uh, they're such a good team together, aren't they? Motu, you'd be, you know, I mean, they've already let uh, Reid Marnie go. You wouldn't want to let the, that combination uh, break up. No, no, you don't. And, um, you know, if you look at the, the halves market in the, in the NRL, there's not a lot... Uh, available you know so when you get the opportunity to have them at your club you've got to lock them up and and i think that's what makes it real interesting with the salary cap that uh you know, there might be some some other talent that Parramatta that have to to make way to keep these two guys because they're both you know superstars in their own right yeah, yeah, 100%, mate. And, uh, you know, geez, you talk about salary cap. I'm not sure how the dogs are getting all their recruits under their cap at the moment. Maybe they've hired the old Melbourne Storm accountant, but we should uh, probably park that. Uh, what about uh, Ronaldo Mulitalo? Uh, he's one Kiwi's young player of the year. Absolute try machine. He's such a fantastic winger. And not only did he, uh, you know, follow up a great season with Cronulla, but he was devastating. He was the winger. I think, you know, you put him up against Josh Adokar and you say he's probably the winger of the World Cup. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Ronaldo, he's, um, he is, you know, I spent some time in the camp with the Kiwis and the Kiwi fans, and Ronaldo's one of those players that, uh, you know, in our time, um, you know, early 2000s, he'll be very similar in his, uh, his makeup and his off-field humour, you know, to Wendell Saylor in terms of, you know, he talks the talk, but also walks the walk, so... He was a wonderful, you know, um, guy to have in camp. And like you say, he just performed, um, you know, and that started when he, he made his, his debut for us in, in June against Tonga. So, you know, one of those guys that he's um, he's an energizer, picks up, you know, his team. And uh, when there's competition, he's always, he considers himself, you know, one of the best at everything in the, uh, whenever the Kiwis did anything team-wise, you know, table tennis or any other sport basketball included, but uh, he's not as good as Joey Manu, but he had a fantastic year himself with Nada. Yeah, he did, mate. He did, and, and now you know the way the things have gone for the one that was at Manchester United. We can we can refer to him as the good Ronaldo now. He doesn't have to live in the shadow anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've got our own Ronaldo in rugby league, so I think he's yeah he's made it a name for himself.
Yeah, 100%, man. Hey, Motu, uh, in, in your role as the general manager for high performance, um, I look at our local competition and I look at the way things are changing at the Warriors in terms of the you know the development teams. Um, is there going to be much change from our you know sort of our domestic national comp um, uh, and and how you work in with the Warriors and those development teams they have? Yeah, there'll be you know um, there'll be more opportunities for our young our young mem- uh, young men. You know now that the Warriors are looking to to have a um, an SG ball team and also a reserve grade side, which which uh, wasn't in place the last couple of years. So there'll be more opportunities for our, our local young men, but also um, you know we've at New Zealand Rugby League we've opened up a lot more opportunities uh, for our youth participants in the 16s and 18s age group um, and also in the 20s um, you know we ran the inaugural Ruben Wiki under 20s national competition last year and um, we had our national youth tournaments for our under 16s and under 18s girls this year which is the first time that was ever um, sort of offered but our, our first uh, Offering at a national level will be the the national nines that will see teams from around you know New Zealand come up to Auckland to you know compete for the best nines team in the country. So we're looking forward to that, and that will be held in April. Yeah, are we going to be able to see that on TV? Are you got Sky on that or or Spark? Yeah, uh, you know Sky's been a fantastic supporter of ours. So you know you'll see you know some of the uh, games that I'm talking about um, on Sky or live stream. Which would be fantastic, mate, because I, I love those Nines tournaments. When we had the NRL Nines here, uh, it was always a great uh, couple of days out. Uh, and it's, it's it's such a good uh, advert for the game, I think, Nines, because it, it rewards those up-and-coming Joey Manus and uh, Ronaldo Molitanos um, because, you know, there's just that much more space out there and, and we get to see some real flo- uh, free-flowing, skillful rugby league. Yeah, that's right. And the other thing that was real pleasing for us when we held it, uh, you know, for the first time this year, was that you've got um, participants from around the country like South Island and Otago. So, you know, you usually get the stronghold rugby league, you know, districts of, you know, Auckland, uh, Christchurch, Canterbury, Wellington. But, you know, we had participants coming from some of those other areas that they you don't usually associate rugby league with. So, you know, that was real pleasing. And like you say, it's a, it's a festive type atmosphere and, you know, it's normally a good weather early part of the year. So... It makes for a, a really good rugby league there. Yeah, massive, mate, massive. Hey, the other thing, uh, I noticed that the Warriors have partnered with Pacifica Aotearoa Collective um, towards having a stronger Pacifica voice uh, throughout the teams and, and creating more pathways as well. But we still lose a lot of youth, you know, at that sort of developmental age of sort of 17, 16, 17, 18 to Australian clubs and, and their school setups, and they bring them through. Do you think, uh, you know, we're talking at the moment about this potential uh, expansion in the A-League, and I know that the NRL are talking about adding another team and the question is where it's going to be. Do you think New Zealand is ready for a second NRL team and do you think we've got the pathways there that uh, that would allow that? I think we're, we're working to it. You know, I don't think we're, we're quite there yet, but it, you know, it, it can get there. It just need a lot of work and, you know, coming back to the question around the Warriors and unfortunately the Warriors, you know, won't be able to keep, you know, every sort of talented rugby league player that's coming through. But hopefully, you know, if they, through the relationships that you just mentioned with the um, Pacific Aotearoa Collective and other organisations, 
they'll be able to, you know, to keep the kids uh, in New Zealand that they want to they wanna keep because, you know, you're not going to keep them all, unfortunately, because, you know, there's only limited spaces at their club. But also some people, you know, need to, to get away from, from New Zealand so they can, you know, mature and, and have a different rugby league education. As we've discussed, like, you know, Joey Manu, come from Tokoroa and Dylan Brown who come from up north up in the Northland region so there's going to be some young players that uh, they won't be able to hold but if they can keep the ones they want to keep then you know I think they're in, they're in good stead yeah indeed alright mate um, uh, Motu I know, I know it's a bit of a theoretical but I have had this conversation with a few people if New Zealand was going to have a second NRL team uh, there's been a lot of talk about Canterbury, uh, the Canterbury region. There's been talk about Wellington. It's got strong rugby league uh, heritage, and so has sort of the, the Waikato region. Um, where do you think it would be the uh, the most uh, beneficial place to have a second team out of New Zealand if we were going to do it? Yeah, I, I think it would have to be, um, you know, I think it might have to be, you know, Christchurch have got some strong, you know, rugby league history. They've also got a, you know, a strong sort of brand in the... Um, you know, the Crusaders, which people might consider, you know, as competition, but I think there's, you know, there's learning and there's a knowledge share there because, you know, the rugby league and rugby union organisations, there's a lot of sharing of knowledge and, you know, collaboration. So you'd have to think it'll be, you know, somewhere, you know, down south to capture that strong rugby league supporter base down there. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I, Kempe, uh does our breakfast show with Izzy and Kempe. He's, uh, he's a big proponent of the Southern Bears, owned by the Crusaders, but with uh, Tony Kemp as general manager, what do you reckon? Oh, OK. Well, the general managers, uh, you know, that's a job that a lot of the uh, NRL clubs, uh, you know, can't find people for. You know, it's a, it's a tough job in this market where, you know, the talent is... Um, it's not what it was and uh, you know the results are quite visible if you miss out on players so who knows you know who knows who knows you don't want to miss out on Kempe do you Motu <laughs> oh Kempe yeah I had him as a coach at the, at the Warriors so uh, and, you know he's a former Kiwi himself isn't he yeah, mate, 100%, 100%. He loves his rugby league. Hey, uh, Motu, thanks very much for coming on today and, and having a chat, and congratulations on it. has been a great year for New Zealand Rugby League. Onward and upward next year, eh, mate? Looking forward to uh, the kick-off, kick-off of all our, our local comms, that Nines tournament in the NRL again, too. Yeah, thank you for having me, and I look forward to chatting again.